On today's show, we're going to discuss part one of how to run a daily huddle with your technician. Welcome to Cracking the Code, the show that helps you overcome the challenges you face every day in contracting and keeps you on the cutting edge of emerging trends and best practices. This week, we're going to continue our three-part series with Gary Ellix on running an effective daily huddle. Last week, we talked about the importance of running a huddle, so if you haven't seen the previous episode in this series, make sure you go back to the archives and watch that first. If you're not an EGI member, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial by clicking Join at the top of this page. This will give you access to all the archives, and you can go back and watch the entire series for free. Right now, let's join Gary as he continues the conversation about the Daily Huddle. Hi. Welcome back to EGIA Contract University. I'm Gary Ellix, and we are in the service management series. And today's topic is going to be how to run a daily huddle for the service manager and the service technicians. So a lot of folks will ask, well, um, how often should I do training? And so that's an open-ended question. And I think that philosophically, you can do training as much or as little as you like. Uh, clearly, if you want people to improve their performance, you're going to have to give them the tools, the training, and resources to execute the skill sets that you hope that they actually do for your brand promise. Uh, so for us, that's selling service agreements, that's presenting lead turnover options, you know, repair versus replace. It's being comfortable with the customer to have a dialogue about you know, airflow, cut-ins, return air, supply air balancing, warm, cold, hot spots, those types of things. New technologies, new thermostats, anything necessary to be able to have the conversation with the homeowner to essentially put them in a position to make an informed decision. So as a service manager, the training question comes down to what are you trying to accomplish with your training? And so how do we actually run a daily huddle or a daily training event? Uh, this could also apply to your weekly training event. Uh, we do it daily and we've evolved to the idea of operating a daily huddle uh, from just looking at other industries like ours that are service-based. Uh, the restaurant industry is a great example. Um, they started with the franchise concept of having a daily huddle to go over their menu of items, to go over their brand promises, to basically make sure that their team, uh, that they could see their team was present, that the manager or the leader of that organization, which in this case uh, was Caraba's Outback and uh, Bonefish Grill is where we kind of looked and studied. And they were doing the daily huddles and they were very successful at being able to present options that made sense that particular day or specials that were on the menu. Now, applying that concept to our business, which would be HVAC, electrical, plumbing, uh, we could have pest control, remodeling, we could also have solar. Uh, obviously, we have seasonality, we have accessories, we have very uh, different kinds of time of the year when we might want to present uh, communication options to homeowners. So we have to put our people in a position to recognize uh, what's appropriate, what we're trying to promote, uh, and what we might want to have those conversations about. So part of our dialogue was, well, if we want to get better at that process and we want to sell more Nest thermostats or more you know, Honeywell Vision Pro IAQ stats, or we want to sell more UV lights, or we want to sell more service agreements, it just made sense for us that we would invest in our people and do more training. So part of what I'm going to do today is I'm going to take you over to the whiteboard and I'm going to show you um, the agenda that we use, which is a piece of paper that's posted on the Contractor University website. It's a Word document. Um, certainly, you're welcome to change and edit this. That's the whole idea. But I'm going to take you through our agenda. Uh, and so what you would do is you would simply fill in the bullet points on your agenda on a daily basis. 
And uh, we essentially use a PowerPoint presentation, and we have everybody in the room. We've got the big screen TV up there. And we're able to have a little training session that lasts basically a one hour. Uh, it's not even one hour, to be honest. It's about 50 minutes. So we start our meeting at 7 a.m. We bring everybody in. Uh, we close the door, and we start that meeting. And by 7.50, uh, we are out and on our way. Now, a couple of things happen behind that. Uh, the vehicles are you know, at the location at that point, so we have 50 minutes for the warehouse to re-inventory those vehicles. Yesterday's purchases and usage from material management have been delivered from the supply chain, which was a video in the earlier service management segment. So the bin system gets placed back on the trucks, and that's happening all the while that we're conducting our service training. Uh, so that's a real side benefit because we keep less inventory on the vehicles, but it's the right inventory on the vehicles. And it's a direct replenishment for the standardized truck stock that we thought was appropriate to begin with. So go back and revisit uh, that video segment if you need to understand that. But that's a benefit of having the vehicles in. So the second benefit is we're going to invite our customer service representatives and we're going to invite dispatchers and anybody who might be connected to the service operation uh, into those training sessions on a regular basis. Now, that's not necessary for them to come every day, uh, but certainly we do have them in there once a week. So our customer service and dispatching function will be uh, tied into that meeting once a week, and the service manager uh, who leads the overall unit, and he is or she is the leader of that particular team, uh, runs that meeting and incorporates the dialogue. And so what we're trying to do is build teamwork, uh, continuity, and an idea uh, around, hey, we are all one unit. We're all in the same canoe together. So we need to understand um, each other's perspectives. Uh, there's lots of opinions, of course. You put 25 or 30 people in the room, and you're going to get lots of diversified opinions. So I'll give you some ideas about how we're going to deal with that particular issue. Uh, we are very much a believer of collaborative management, and I think you would probably benefit from collaborative management. If the business is not functioning well, uh, there's not a lot of collaboration going on. There's a business plan. We're going to go very focused. We're going to go very fast. We're going to fix certain issues. But once your business is at the point where it's essentially operating well enough that you can indeed ask opinions and collaborate, you're going to need a mechanism in your meetings uh, to stay focused on your agenda, yet pull out information and collaborate. Uh, so again, I've quoted the book uh, Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni, and that's a great a little read because it really sort of identifies the idea that you want to gain feedback, you want to create the opportunity for discussion, uh, but you don't want to let the conflict that can come from that overwhelm the meeting. So you have to have a process that you use. And so I'll explain that. And so I want you to understand how to run a daily huddle, how to keep it tight, how to keep it efficient, how to keep everybody motivated, how to keep people uh, in the meeting and in the present focused on what you really want to accomplish yet still move the needle forward on your skill development. And so uh, we have that agenda. And uh, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying it's an example. I think you should formulate your own agenda and your own process. But over time, we've experienced that having a daily huddle has definitely improved our overall attitude. Uh, it improves our opportunity to influence people, uh, which is sort of the definition of leadership, if you really think about it. And it also gives us the opportunity to make sure everybody is very connected, not only to the data and their performance, but also what's going on on a day-to-day -day basis. Plus, I get to make sure that everybody understands brand experience, customer service. I get to reinforce, if you had a bad day yesterday, what's going on in today's world and why you should be
focused and motivated, and you should go out and do the best you can. So let's go to the whiteboard. We'll take a look. We'll have a conversation. All right, so behind me is the agenda. And so to my left is the minutes that we use to incorporate what we would talk about on that meeting agenda. To the right is an example agenda that we use. Again, you can find this out on the website. So first, we always start our agenda with the vision of the company. Uh, the, we are here for a specific purpose. And that purpose is to be the dominant service company in our market area. And so let's talk about why. So we reinforce the why for our people. Now, it doesn't take a long time to do that. But one thing I've learned in marketing over the many years is that people don't accept a message right away. It has to be reinforced over and over and over again. And if you've asked your children to pick up their clothing on the, off the floor in their rooms, it's still maybe 25 years and they still haven't received that message yet. Or maybe they've received it and they're not executing that message. So we want to constantly reinforce the purpose and the reason why we're doing what we're doing. We're just not in the total comfort business. We're in the customer relationship business. So we want to dominate the service marketplace, but we know through the club agreement program, the service agreement program, that that's how we connect to our customers when they're not in a crisis. So there are companies out there that have their own specific chant. So they'll start those meetings with a chant. Now, we don't really do a chant, but we do a pledge. And so the Pledge of Allegiance is a good example. Now, whether you agree or disagree with that doesn't really matter. The idea is that you're putting people in a position where they are of common mind and thought. So what you're doing is you're taking that Venn diagram concept that we talked about, their personal belief system, your personal belief system, and in the center where we intersect, we have the company's belief system. So whatever your company belief system is, that's exactly what you should be discussing right there. So that's a process that we go through every meeting we start. And that, by the way, is not just the daily huddle. That's the weekly meetings. That's the weekly managerial meeting. That's the company review monthly when we review performance, where we have everybody in the company there. And we might cook breakfast, and we might serve you know, eggs and sausage to everybody. And we do that in a way where we go over the overall company. We always start off with the vision and the purpose. And then the second part of that is we ask our technicians to create value stories, meaning that our core values exist, and they're not just words on a piece of paper. We're interested in having those folks share a core value story. What is it that you did yesterday or recently that you can share? Just one or two people is all you need, because it's really only a five-minute segment. Uh, so we don't go around the room and ask every single person to share. We just ask for volunteers. And so somebody might share a story about a, how they helped a customer in a particular situation and how that relates to a core value inside of the business. Uh, a second business that I have that's unrelated to the HVAC and plumbing industry, we actually have a, a dashboard. And so we use iPhones to record uh, an employee uh, where they can record an actual core value story of how they had an experience either with a customer or with another employee or with their family member where they can share a core value experience that was a positive and they post that up to the dashboard. The cool part about the dashboard is the dashboard then does send out an email to everybody in the company and it says, hey, a core value story has been posted, check it out. 
And so uh, we can track that, of course, through usage. If somebody clicks on it, we can see who clicked on it, what the number of views are. But the point is, is that somebody can actually take a recording, you know, 30 seconds or one minute, and just tell a story about why a core value happened and why, how that affected them and why that was important to them. So for the youth of our country, the, what we would call the millennial generation, and even to some extent, um, Generation X and Generation Y, the whole why of it and the purpose of what we're doing is meaningful. So the idea that we share core values and the idea that we have experiences that relate to the core values connect us to something much greater than just revenue per ticket. Uh, so it's very easy to be you know, accused of, hey, all you care about is profit. And that's really not true. Uh, a business has to be profitable to be able to survive. But the people who are in the business are what make the profitability occur. And your customer base is what happens out there. So Richard Branson is one of my favorite uh, business leaders. And he is often quoted as saying, it's not about the customer. It's about finding the uh, employee and developing the employee and if you do that in a way that the employee recognizes the customer experience is important, the best employee will always solve the customer problem for you. So it's about focusing on your employees and focusing on developing your people. And that's really the definition of what leadership is. So as a service manager, your job as a leader is to develop your people. And so segment two is always about the values and how we can create a relationship with something that's occurred recently and why that value is important to all of us as a group. And then the third component of this is we do go over performance. Notice that purpose and values are in front of performance because they shape performance. So we're going to go over the average ticket by company, by technician. So for example, this will be uh, yesterday. We'll do week to date. We'll do month to date. And we'll do year to date. Uh, January the 2nd, it's today. Uh, you know, January 7th is week to date. All right, January 31st, it's month to date. July 31st, it's going to be yesterday, week to date, month to date, July, year to date through July 31. So you're basically setting up a performance system that tracks average tickets, the accessory opportunities, and the close rates that came with the accessory opportunities. So depending on your accessories, that's going to be a tracking system that, as a service manager, you'll have to think about. So, I mean, we have some core accessories. Uh, we don't really do a lot of humidifiers, but, you know, we do some water filtration. Uh, we certainly do uh, electronic air cleaners. We certainly do upgraded thermostats, you know, all kinds of UV technology. So, depending on what you're marketing in t inside of your company, and some of you are BPI certified, as are we. So we have all of our technicians that are all BPI certified, and we have an indoor air quality whole house unit in our company. So a lead turnover here, down here on the equipment side, could be a indoor air quality lead turnover for whole house inspection, which would be, you know, let's look at insulation, let's look at what's going on on plumbing, let's look at the roofing, let's look at the windows, let's look at the HVAC. Or it could be directly in your company. If you're not, it could just be focused on that accessory. <coughs> excuse me, number three, lead turnovers. I mean, I think that's self-explanatory. We've already had some discussions on tech communications and sales process. How many leads do we want and uh, what's your goal? So how that transacts itself on a year-to-date, week-to-date, month-to-date, and daily basis, what happened yesterday. So callbacks and warranty percentage, that's going to be a tracking mechanism that we care about. We obviously 
are interested in a quality control procedure there. Productivity and efficiency. So productivity is going to be the GP dollars per hour. And that might be a complicated metric for a lot of companies that don't have a good software system. So you may just look at productivity as sales dollars divided by hours paid. Either way you want to measure it is okay. I mean, I think the main thing is that what you do is you have a consistent measurement process and that you don't change that around, you know, day to day, week to week, month to month. As usual, awesome content from Gary right there. Now, if you're interested in learning more about this topic, I want to encourage you to sign up for our 30-day free trial by clicking join at the top of this page. This is just a small piece of the process and you need the whole thing to make it all work together. So sign up for the trial now and try it out for yourself absolutely free. And if you're a member already, well, then you better be logging in and watching all these courses from the master, Mr. Gary Alex. Well, folks, that's our show for this week. Next week, we're going to continue this conversation on how to run an effective daily huddle. Hope to see you then. Until then, bye-bye for now.